Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of Military Wife Life is proudly brought to you by Defence Bank. Serving those who protect us, Defence Bank have the largest on-base branch network with 37 locations around Australia. They have Army, Air Force and Navy covered. But hey, if you can't make it into a branch, Defence Bank's mobile bank app is award-winning. It won a Mozo Experts Choice Award in 2019 in the excellent bank app category. How good is that? Defence Bank also also have all the pays, Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, Garmin and Fitbit Pay. They have Pay ID and OSCO payments, which means instant transfers. Oh, and Defence Bank customers also have access to fee-free withdrawals at over 7,000 ATMs nationwide. To find out more about how Defence Bank can serve you, call 1-800-033-139 or visit defencebank.com.au or drop into your local branch on base. Welcome, Jess, to the Military Wife Life podcast. Thanks for coming on. You and your partner have been together for how many years? Can you tell us how you guys met and how long you've been together? So we've actually been together for six years, almost seven, and we've known each other since we were four years old. Our mothers were actually best friends. With the fact that you weren't really together when he decided to go into the Defence Force, when you actually became a couple, was that a consideration in going forward with the relationship? Not really. I've never been around Defence people ever. Um, My family has never been in defense. I've never had any friends in defense. I didn't really understand the lifestyle when we started dating. It wasn't until I'd moved states to be with him that I realized what it was going to be like. How long had he been in defense by the time you guys got together and what is his job and does that take him away a fair bit? So when I first started dating him, he'd been in for I think maybe three and a half years and he's an aircraft mechanic. And at that point he was going just to Darwin a lot but only for like three week stints so not for very long at all whereas I guess soon as we started dating and I moved to Adelaide to be with him those stints became more frequent and a little bit longer not too long but enough to be lonely I suppose. So what kind of consideration went into you moving to Adelaide were you fairly secure in the relationship or were you just gonna see how it went how were you going into it? I'm a bit of a risk taker I don't mind just taking a risk and just going for it. So we'd only been dating for not even six months when the decision was made for me to move. And I had no hesitations, to be honest. I was just like, yep, that's fine. I'll quit my job. I'll get a new one. You know, it's not that drastic. So yeah, it was pretty easy for me to make that decision. At that stage, what sort of field were you working in and was it easy to pick up work in the same field or did you just pick up a job where you could? I was actually a property manager um, and previous to that, I had done extensive amount of time in hospitality. So I always thought that those two jobs I could take anywhere across Australia. And so at that stage, did you even have a friend in the area or...? 
absolutely no one. <laughs> I had no friends, no family, not even a job, obviously, when he first had, I think I was starting my job as he was leaving. So yeah, I had nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and that still didn't put you off. You were like, no, nope, this is still what I want to be doing. That sounds really crazy. But yeah, no, I was willing to take the risk. There was nothing in Canberra that was holding me back. My mum had just moved to Melbourne. So for me, I was like, well, I have to travel to see her anyway. So I might as well just go to Adelaide because it's probably a little bit cheaper to travel. And I liked the whole unknown and taking the risk. And it was a good one, obviously. Once you moved over there, what was your expectations of what defence life would be living over there together? I was very naive. It's probably one of my traits. I just are very oblivious to a lot of things. I still didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what his job was or what he did in the Air Force. I knew he was a mechanic, but I didn't understand what his role was and how it helped Australia, I suppose. And so I slowly learned that it was important, obviously, but um, just sort of what his role was and how quickly it can turn from, oh, I'm going to be home this weekend to, oh, no, not anymore. That's okay. You adjust to those things. How long were you together before you decided to start a family? It would have been four years before we started to have a family. And was that planned around postings? Like, do you have general posting plan? Um, will he go to certain locations or are you in the one location for a while? How did that work in? We knew that we were going to be in Adelaide for a first the two years because the aircraft he worked on we knew was going to be potentially retiring in two years time so we knew that we were going to be solid for at least the first two years of her life before we would have to move so it was subconsciously I guess planned but can't really plan pregnancy I suppose but we sort of had an idea in our brain and then you decided to set up your own business yes yeah well after I had our daughter Olivia I then tried to go back to work from home and with Addison, oh, his deployment rate for the first two years of her life was he was away for 50% of the year each year. It just was impossible for me to be able to do work from home, which meant me calling clients um, whilst you have a baby in the background. It doesn't really work. So I started the business when she was nine months old, actually. And had you always had an interest in photography or was it just appealing because you could travel with it or set it up from home? What was the appeal with a photography business? I actually did photography in school. I did all the old school film going in the black room at school and I loved it and it was funny because they actually tried to teach me there how to do digital and and I hated it because I really enjoyed the black room. My mum bought me a camera for my 21st birthday and I never really properly learned how to use it. I've always had an interest and a love for it but I guess life got in the way, you get a full-time job and that sort of hobby just I just didn't really enjoy it anymore I suppose. I didn't really have the time to do it and it was actually my mum who said to me when she came to Adelaide to visit us and said well why don't you do photography you've got a perfectly good camera there why don't you get it out and do it and I'm like this is brilliant why didn't I think of this sooner your little one was nine months when you decided to set up a business and you mentioned your partner was away a fair bit at that stage how did you juggle setting all of that up and a nine-month-old I look back now and I really don't know how I did it I was very lucky Um, I did some online courses so everything was online and it was all paced just to refresh my memory and learn how I guess to edit as I said I've never been able to edit online it was always old school style so I did a lot of tutorials lots of YouTube I pretty much self-taught myself 
apart from the small course that I did. And luckily, she was my subject to practice on. So we would go out every day with my camera. And I have lots of photos of her, which I'm very grateful for. But I guess I didn't really anticipate it to go as well as it has. So the whole like, setting up a business side of things was a bit daunting, stuff that I don't really, I didn't really know how to do. And I, I don't know how I did it now I look back at it, but I did and it worked. So it's good. And maybe having the business took the focus off your partner being away so much maybe during that time and gave you a focus outside of, you know, juggling everything by yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, I was unable to do any work, like do actual photo shoots of families whilst he wasn't here, but I could definitely still practice and learn and do all my bookings and that when he was away. So it was a bit hard. It was, it's actually really hard to juggle um, the second year when Olivia was like one to two. I would book things and then Addison would then get told he was going away. So that was really difficult because that's not how I wanted to run my business. I don't like to be that person that has to reschedule or, or anything like that. So yeah, it was, it was quite difficult. I had one person that I could partially rely on, but even still it wasn't 100% every time. So I ended up just not booking anything until I was absolutely sure he was going to be home. I do remember, I think it was about eight weeks before we were due to post out and he got put on a four-week trip and I had ample amount of bookings, so much that we had to have family come across and help me because there was just no way I could reschedule them so soon of us posting out. I didn't like that. I didn't like the feeling of having to rely on other people um, and I didn't want to let any of my clients down either. So that was not a nice feeling but we got through it how does it work with posting and having a business is it just pick up the business and take it to another location like how does that work unfortunately when you're moving to a new location again knowing absolutely no one except for the people that are posting with you of course it was really daunting um, my business relies on locals I need people to know me I need people to refer me and again I walked into a brand new state with absolutely no friends at all so I really had to work hard in getting out speaking to the locals going to going to mum's groups you know getting to know people like my ideal clients obviously and just finding everywhere and any way I can advertise so people start realizing who I am and what I am and what I do and it's obviously a flooded market there's photographers everywhere so then you have to try and find your niche that's going to attract clients it was really hard and I the first probably two months of us moving here I would probably be very upset every couple of days to my partner going what am I going to do it's not going to work I'm going to have to find a second job because we've had this money coming in for so long and then all of a sudden we've got nothing and it's scary and it was hard and aside Aside from that, you're also trying to, you know, set up the house and settle the baby into a new or the child into a new location and maybe possibly make some friends aside from that. So you're sort of dealing with that and then have that pressure on your shoulders to get everything going really quickly to make those connections for your business. Yeah, it's hard because you have to, you know, you not only have to try and find friends that you connect with, because I think that's one of the really hard things when you move is you can have a lot of acquaintances, but finding a really good friend is really difficult. Then you also got to think about you know you need to find we're now thinking of schools like my daughter's only two but we're going to be here for you know potentially the next six years so I have to start schools and you know your local shops and your doctors and just everything that you don't think of like we were back home I know where to go but here plus find new locations for my business that was really difficult because I'm an outdoors photographer only so I've spent months of driving around at 4 30 in the afternoon because I like that golden light trying to find (laughs) stalking locations stalking people's 
driveways. Oh, that's a yeah. nice driveway. I wonder if they mind if I take photos <laughs> in that driveway with those beautiful trees with the sunlight coming through. I found a location two days ago and I found out it's on a private property and I was devastated. But that's yeah. it. Like I've got to find these locations and I don't want to, I don't want to choose a flooded location yeah. where all the other photographers go. I'd like to, that's, I want to stand out obviously because there's so many of us. Then yeah, you know, setting up a house and settling your daughter in, making sure that she finds friends as well as me. So can you give us a little bit of a rundown of your past postings? So you moved to Adelaide and then your partner was posted to Brisbane. Is that your only posting so far or? Fortunately, that is our only posting. So we've been really lucky, I suppose. He was there for eight years in Adelaide and I was there for six. So we've been really lucky because I know you can get a lot more postings, a lot more moves. What's the sort of posting plan for the future? Fortunately for my partner's position as a mechanic, they spend, like he's just done three months. He's just come back from three months in the States of training. They don't really post them that frequently because I guess, you know, you spend all this money to have someone working on an aircraft. You can't just keep changing them every three years. Otherwise people aren't going to know what they're doing. It just doesn't make sense. So we're pretty lucky. We should be able to be here for six years and again fortunately being in such a large base there's more than one aircraft that he could potentially work on so ideally in the ideal world we would love to stay here for many many more years if we can so how long have you been in brisbane and how has it been going with establishing the business the first three months was really really hard Hey Military Wife Life community, I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about the Defence Bank Foundation and the great work they're doing in the defence community. The foundation raises funds to support serving and ex-serving ADF members living with injuries or illnesses such as post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2019, the sole beneficiary of the foundation was the Defence Community Dogs Program, a specialised dog training program which rescues abandoned dogs and trains them through correctional services. 40 service dogs have been trained and given to veterans since the Defence Bank Foundation was established. The program gives dogs, inmates and veterans a second chance at life. Just establishing all those things that I mentioned, locations, friends, getting local places that you know of. And then he went away for three months. So as soon as I started getting a momentum in my business and people started to get to know me and I was getting a few little referrals every now and then, he then goes overseas for three months. So that was a really, we always knew what was happening. He actually the training, but that was a bit of a like, oh, I've just done all this work. I finally got myself into like a better position and he goes. Thankfully, I my neighbor has become a very good friend and looks after my daughter and she came to me um, about a week before my partner was due to leave and said, can I please help you with your daughter so you can run your business? I understand she's defense as well. She goes, I get what life's like and I really want to be able to help you, you know, gain traction on your business. So if you let me have your daughter, you can still work. And <laughs> You've stumbled was, across the holy grail. Oh, you have no idea. It's funny because being in Adelaide for six years, you think you've made some really good friends. And I guess once you move, you then soon realize that they weren't really the greatest friends that you thought they were because they 
haven't been in touch, whatever. But um, she's just, oh, she's gold. You have no idea how nice it is to have a friend that you can rely on, that you can trust, and that is just a good person. So I think that's really one of the main difficult things about moving is friends. You so can do anything came, when you find that one friend. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, we just help each other out. Her partner's away a little bit here and there. And, yeah, it's, it's a great setup. She's got two kids as well, and they're all, like, the best of friends already. And, yeah, I'm so grateful for her that she's allowed me to continue to work. So once my my partner came back two weeks ago and, yeah, my business is going extremely well, which is great. So it was all because I could keep – because if I stopped for three months – that's a huge part of my business when I'm not showing that I can do work here. So I'm really grateful that she allowed me to do that. Before you got to the location, did you look up like the local community centre or the Facebook groups for that area? Did you do any sort of pre-planning like that? Yeah, I had already got myself into every group in this area that I could possibly get myself into just to get a bit of a feel of the area as well you know I guess when you're choosing a house as well and you're trying to find out about suburbs and is it good is it bad yeah so I had done a lot of research of what's around you know local libraries for kids activities playgroups everything like that I wanted to I wanted to come slightly prepared so aside from your awesome next door neighbor have you been gone along to any spouse events or anything run through DCO have you ventured out to make any other defense friends or are you pretty set with your awesome next door neighbor i attend the um defense play group here that runs twice a week which is great um it's i think it's really good to connect with other defense people because they get it they get your life they get you they get it if all of a sudden you have to cancel because your partner's coming home you need to go pick him up um and they're not going to be like oh great they can understand what it's like when they're away they can't contact you yeah so i've definitely i've got i do have other friends as well which is i've been really really lucky here i've got a lot of good people around me to connect with that i that understand me as well as non-defense people because I think it's good to have a variance of both just because it's nice to not always talk about defense life. Have you found that a lot of your clients are defense or are you reaching like the wider community? It's actually probably 50-50 at the moment, to be honest. Obviously for every base, there's a group on Facebook that's like, you know, now there's like the Ambly defense page. So gratefully, they let you advertise. I do get a lot of business. And I, for one, if I'm looking for a service or product and I know it's a defense member, I would much rather support a defense spouse over someone local because I just think you all need to support each other so I've been extremely lucky that I've had a lot of people come to me through that page as well as locals as well as I said it's about a 50 50 split to be honest I'm pretty lucky that way and so would you have any first steps or advice for someone thinking of setting up a business from home like would you say just go for it or obviously you mentioned that you didn't actually know what you're doing when you started like you just sort of felt your way through it like what would you say to people that are on the fence like oh should I do it does it work when I move like how am I going to juggle this just do it really just do it I didn't really stutter in the start I was like no I'm just going to do this I think the best advice is just to know your niche and know what your point of difference is, especially in my industry, photographers. There is thousands of us. You really have to find what's your point of difference and know how to talk about it. That's probably what I learned in my real estate world is have your little like one-liner, what is it that you do? Why is it should people choose you? And really yeah. be confident in, I guess, sticking by that yep. because uh, what a lot of people might do is think that they have to cater to people because 
they're the ones moving into the area with their business and they probably have that pressure on their shoulders to sort of get a bit of money coming in and get things happening and may sort of stray from their core business because they feel that pressure, would you think? Absolutely. And I was probably very like that in Adelaide. I just sort of, in photography terms, I just photographed people at any time of the day. It didn't really matter to me. But whereas when I moved here, I was adamant that I was only shooting in the last hour of the day because I enjoyed doing it. The photos turned out better and I've stuck by that. I've not veered away from that. And that's my point of difference here is that I have that beautiful golden line. People know me because of that here. You mentioned that your partner has been away a fair bit. You're obviously at home with your little one and then probably trying to juggle a bit of work at night and in between nap times and things like that. What have been some of the things that you've done to help yourself out and I guess bring the focus back to yourself and give yourself a break? Not much, to be honest. My daughter has never been a good sleeper. So I literally have worked at nighttime in between her sleeps. And sometimes she could wait two to three times between 7pm to midnight whilst I'm trying to edit. The one thing that I enjoy is getting my hair done. And that's probably the one thing that when my partner comes back, I like to go get my hair done. And that's like a couple of hours to myself. And that's it. That doesn't happen all that often. And probably I should do more, but I don't know, you forget about yourself. I'm just more worried about what I need to do for our family. Do you like to stay in a routine with your little one, you know, get out at least once a day or how do you sort of pass the days when your partner's away? My biggest thing from almost day dot, probably since she was two months old, was to get out of the house every single day. And I tell all my friends who have had kids, like people will give you advice from of every aspect, but honestly, the best thing is just to get out of the house, whether it is you just got to go get milk or you just go get a coffee, but get dressed, do your hair, do your makeup, whatever you normally do, and just get out of the house. Because if I didn't, I probably would have gone crazy. I spent a lot of time by myself in the first two years of my daughter's life. As I said, he was away quite a lot. And whether or not I saw a friend or not, it was just getting out of the house and just getting up and getting dressed, I think really, really helps. Yeah, most definitely just every day do yeah. something. And so what do you sort of envision for your business for the next five years? Have you got some big plans? Like what are you hoping to achieve up in Brisbane, which, you know, yeah. you're going to be there for a fair while, hopefully. Well, we would like to extend on our family and I don't really want to see too much of my business change. I enjoy and I absolutely love what I do. I love family photography and I really just want to be that mum who can be at home with their children, pick them up from school, go to all the school activities I don't think I don't really see anything changing I like it just the way it is you know for my partner if there's two three kids whatever to handle that for an hour or three four nights a week is perfectly okay yeah it's enough keeps us going keeps me out of the house keeps me sane keeps me talking to adults (laughs) obviously the first six months is obviously the hardest in moving a business especially if we have to move again but it'll it'll come you know it'll come within time and you just got to be patient and I guess I will probably plan a little bit better next time maybe like I would probably want to come find locations before we post. That was really difficult to get here and be like, well, I can't take any clients because I don't know where to go. So what have you learned along the way? Um, Any tips for anyone else who is maybe deciding to get into business for themselves or any general tips on being a defense spouse? What have you learned that you can share with us? Don't plan anything too far in advance. And I don't mean that as a bad thing. It's just, that's just the nature of, my partner's job and you can't get upset with them because it's not their fault 
it's just the job and you have to accept that and really just find your people find whether it's one person or two people that you can talk to I think that's really important because if you don't have that one friend who you can just hop over and have a coffee and have a cry or have a talk or whatever it may be I think that one friend can make the world of difference on a posting I already see a change like in everyday life by just having I've got especially two really good friends here in Brisbane as opposed to what I had in Adelaide it was not the same I don't know. It's different here. You know, finding that one friend just takes a little bit of time and putting yourself out there, I guess, for hopefully the reward of finding your tribe and really feeling supported. Yeah. And I get that it can be really hard to put yourself out there. And I can understand that some people are nervous about it and don't like to. And I I completely get that. I've always done it for my daughter, um, especially because she needs to be socialized. She doesn't go to daycare. So I have to think, well, I don't want to just chuck her in at school and she's never, she doesn't even know how to have a friend. Um, so I've always thought of it that way as well. And it's not just for me, it is for her as well. She needs to have friends here. She shouldn't miss out because I'm nervous or I don't feel comfortable going out. Because I'm definitely more social now than I was previous to having our daughter. I guess feel more comfortable. It's easy to talk to someone else when they've got a child because they've got something in common straight away. Yeah, just you've got to get out. Defence playgroups are always great. It can be a bit nerve-wracking the first couple of times because, you know, a lot of people come in and go out and come in and go out. But once you keep going a couple of times, people start to get to know you and you can have those proper conversations, not just the general chit-chat. It's really beneficial for us mums and our children as well. And how did you go about establishing that friend network when you went to Adelaide because you obviously didn't have kids when you went to Adelaide so it was a bit of a different yeah I yep Mm -hmm. I think uh, it was lonely it really was because my first office that I worked in was an office full of people that were probably 15 20 years my senior so and not that I'm a partier or want to go out but you know they were married and had kids and they had their own lives and you know they've been living in that same state for their whole life they already have friends whether it's from school or from previous jobs or whatever so it's really hard for people to accept new people into their tribe, I suppose. And because I was so much younger, I guess I didn't really fit in and I'm not going to invite this 20-year-old something to their family dinner. It just seems odd. And then when I started my new office, it was a very similar sort of ratio of people that were a lot older than me but there was a few younger people so that was really comforting to know oh okay all right there is people my age that I can work with which is really lovely but I I didn't I didn't have a lot of friends I didn't have that friend that I could just call up and be like hey can we just catch up for for dinner and a drink tonight especially when he was away so much so that was really lonely it is a lonely time when you haven't got kids and you know I'm not saying that you should have kids to fit in but I found it a lot harder without kids yeah it it was really really difficult and yes you know we were social in you know we had barbecues and we'd have you know they'd bring their partners and that but you'd see them maybe like once every couple of months if you're lucky so again I I didn't really put myself out there to make those friends then because you know you're trying to find something that you have in common it's gonna be really difficult and putting yourself out there is really daunting but as soon as I had my daughter I was like all right I'm going to everything I went to every activity you could think of. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for coming on the podcast. And um, thanks for letting us know about what it takes to set up a business and move it to another state and the challenges and I guess the positives that come from that. Yes, there's definitely both, but it's worth it. Definitely worth it. 
I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 